Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 139 of the Audible Farm Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. I'm drinking some Couchtown Coffee during the interview of this episode. Watch the video versions if you want to watch me drink some coffee while I talk to the guest. Couchtown Coffee is my favorite coffee. I just ordered some more, and uh, I usually wait too long to order some more, but I ordered some more ahead of time this time, so I won't run out, hopefully. And uh, if you guys want to order some Couchtown Coffee, check it out. They'll roast coffee beans specifically for you, exactly to your specifications, and then ship them to your house. They're roasted right here in Iowa by a person who is a local musician as well. Go to CouchtownCoffee.com, find a coffee you like, make an order, and when you do, let them know Audible Farm sent you, and you will get 20% off your order. Thanks, Couchtown. This episode is also brought to you by the Broken Strings Foundation. Broken Strings was started by an Iowa musician with a goal to give a guitar to one student in every school district in Iowa. They call that the 367 Initiative, and uh, it's, it's one of my favorite things that's been started by a local musician around the area. And it it's such a good cause. I believe in it. I've donated a lot of my own time to it, and I, I'm very loosely organized around it i i'm not involved in it in any fashion but i have done some some stuff to help out the organization in in ways that i can so i've donated some of my own time uh free of charge of course to the non-for-profit to help them do some of the things they need to do check it out it's uh i got links down below for it if you guys want to make a donation there's the availability to make donations down there i know they're going to be setting up an online shop here before too long so you can purchase shirts and more things and uh, yeah, thank you very much to the Broken Strings Foundation for helping us out on the podcast here. This week I'm sitting down with John Waugh. John Waugh is the guitarist in Three Finger Betty, as well as the guitarist in The Shit Kickers and The Sleepover. I play guitar with him in Three Finger Betty. We've got some cool stuff coming up, as well as uh, The Shit Kickers do too. The Shit Kickers have a show coming up here later in the month, and Three Finger Betty does as well. And uh, Three Finger Betty is also going to be doing some recording later this month. So we talk about those things and a whole bunch of other stuff in this upcoming episode. Me and John sit down over Skype to talk, which is kind of weird because we see each other just about every week anyways. But this was the only time we could get it done to get an interview done because we're both busy people. So we decided to go this route to get the interview done. And we'd save our face-to-face time for practicing up for the recording and the upcoming show that we have going on. So... Hope you guys enjoy this episode. We sit down and talk about a lot of different stuff. It's episode 139 with John Waugh. It's the Audible Farm Podcast. With your host, Peter Stockdale. All right, today I'm sitting down with the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. It's John Waugh. John's the the head man. There it is, the Three Finger Betty album for everybody watching on video. Oh, love it, love it. That's uh, that's the new vinyl we got. We uh, well, we'll say new. It's a couple months old now, but uh, still got a handful of those babies. Not, sure. We've sold quite a few of those, honestly. If you want to, yeah. Um, apparently, uh. They're available now in a few record stores, uh, thanks to our drummer between here and uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. So I'm not quite sure which ones, like Indianapolis, Cincinnati, I think, and then two in Knoxville. Well, that's awesome. So how's all that working out with those uh, 
Um, I know you've dumped some records off at some record stores. How do you go about with the sales on that? Do you just split the sales with them, or how are you going with that? Uh, around Des Moines, uh, they kind of do a yeah, they do a split. We name the price, so it's the same price it is on our band camp. And then uh, the record store, for their uh, graciousness of their space, they keep a percent. We keep the vast majority, thankfully. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. Is that, and that's how we do it. Is that how it's going to go down in like uh, Indianapolis and such, or is that just kind of one of those donated to them just to get the name out there? Um, no, Clint had had money for them, so we, we picked up some cash. Nice, nice. So, that's... so they paid for them. I mean, uh, at least some of them did. I didn't. I didn't really ask details. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, "Here's money." That's pretty cool. Okay. That's, that's pretty cool. You know, I uh, networking out like that is one of my favorite things. I guess about. I mean, if you're in the like the DIY music scene or the punk music scene, it's kind of a necessity. That's a lot. That's you know yeah. a lot of what we do, anyways. So, um, you know, that's a uh, something I yeah. we. We talked a little bit about it uh, on the previous interview we did with you and Clint, and uh, you know that's that's some cool. You know, we never really had. I've never really been on a recording before, and then for my first recording to be on, you know, to have it come out on vinyl was pretty sweet. You know, vinyl's coming back. A uh, handful of my buddies bought them. I think uh, of the box that I got to sell to my friends and things like that. I think I have one left, and uh, cool. I had got CDs too as well. The and for anybody yeah, wondering, the vinyls are fifteen bucks, the CDs are five. Otherwise, you can buy it digitally online for five bucks. Um, all of that's on the Bandcamp page in the link down I've got below. Got a few CDs left, but I'm running. I'm starting to run pretty low on those. Oh, nice, nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know how many CDs we ended up getting. Um, did we get a hundred or something like that? Yep. So yeah, those are. You know, it's like I said, it's uh, it's pretty sweet. You know, I I. We've, we play shows, sometimes they're freaking jam-packed full, sometimes they were sparsely populated, and, uh, you know, it was one of those things, it's like, are we going to be able to sell all these? And then before you know it, you know, we're about a month into selling the things, and we're about, you know, maybe about half half empty already, and it was like, holy shit, this is kind of crazy, these people are coming out here in droves to buy this stuff, so... You know, hats off to everybody that's... Yep. we say thank you. Yeah, been enjoying the tunes and... and supporting the music scene you know it's uh it's something i feel like especially with the supporting the music scene like i've been playing um country music with jesse wilson i guess we'll call it country loosely because it's like country rock blues mixed kind of stuff but like you know up north here everybody is more than willing to support one another in any fashion they can and down in the des moines scene Sometimes you get a little bit of a, let's just call it turmoil between bands, and it's it's kind of weird that that happens, because up here there's like none of that for the most part. So I always think about like, man, we're going to release this album, is everybody going to be receptive, is everyone going to be nice, or whatever, and you know, uh, as far as us and Three Finger Betty, like none of us, you know, as, as angry as our music is, none of us are really have any enemies or anything like that, so it's, we've been able to stay... Uh, Try not to... Uh get involved if there's drama oh yeah 100 percent. i mean it's uh there and there is some you know there's some in every scene what's that they're just trying to play rock and roll you know yeah yeah i mean there's some of that in every scene but like once again if you if you remain positive keep your chin up you know go support other people's music they'll come support your music and that's something that i feel like is um kind of been on a lot of our minds as of late especially with covid you know finally 
sort of coming to an end, I guess. Um, not that, you know, it's definitely not over or whatever, but I, I'm not, you know, I don't know. I've got one of the vaccines. I already had COVID once. There, there's The way it's set up now is you can have shows, and there's people trying to say quit having shows. I mean, there's still people doing that. And I, I understand where they're coming from, too, but at the same time, like, it's been a year and, and two months, and I'm ready to go back to normal in some capacity. I don't care what it is. You know, I'm, I'm itching I'm itching for it. And, uh, yeah, like we, there was no right or, or wrong. Uh, we, we snuck in those two kind of calculated ones that were, a lot of people probably thought those, uh, were risky. Uh, I had a member or two of, uh, not in the music scene, but in my uh, life say something to me, like, is this really that good of an idea? It's, but it, when we snuck a couple of we snuck like two in when cases were sort of declining before they went back up yeah but uh i don't know it was good for us they were packed shows which don't want to scare anybody i hope everybody walked away safe i know of nobody that didn't that's true <laughs> uh so and uh kudos to uh, especially at lefties and and we did the other one at the fremont they like Fremont was like, you know, no moshing, none of this. Like there is a pandemic going on. Lefties had tables, Matt, you know, we're all masking yeah. at this point. So, I mean, but people wanted shows to happen. People came out. Yeah. And I mean, once again, um, now I went to a show Friday. There was a lot of people there. Um, the show's. When we played at Hall for for Boggs' birthday, that place was they were hanging from the rafters, as yeah. they say in wrestling. Uh, and they very much were, you know. Uh, the lefty, like once again, that lefty show last year that we played, uh, like you said, it was it wasn't like super mondo packed, but there were a lot of people wearing masks. Everybody social distance for the most part, you know, and and you know stayed clear of one another because um, that was once again when we were still like, we don't know what's happening here and we need to stay as safe as possible or whatever. But the Fremont show was another one where like, it was pretty packed, but there were a lot of people wearing masks and things like that. So we all, you know, kept our distance best we could, you know, I just stood in the corner and the Boggs Hole Avenue show, that was another one where like, it was pretty packed, but all of us in the Betty crew, we all just stayed in one corner and stood in our corner. Yep. And just, just, <laughs> stayed away and waited until it was our turn to play and then we played you know and we played uh at bogs once uh, i think we talked about it a little bit on a previous podcast but we we stayed distant from everyone uh at one of the shows at bogs by doing a remote show it was when everything was closed so what we did was yeah. we uh pseudo rented out the building eight. you know yeah and so we played to an empty show but even then like the cops ended up coming and telling us we couldn't do that you know I think it was more of a noise ordinance thing. Yeah, but uh, we got somebody was calling them. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't know if they were using the noise ordinance as like a, you know, the guys to close the show down or what it, what it was. But it was one of those things where it's just like, ah, well, I guess like there's live music here all the time, anyways. What's what's what gives or whatever. But I guess if it's quiet for two or three months, that noise that shows up in the neighborhood, <laughs> people are just like, what is this nonsense, you know? And <laughs> maybe. I don't know. And that's something that also bothered me. Remember when Valair Ballroom was having all those issues with noise ordinances and it's like, you're the one who bought a house next to the Valair Ballroom. Like, don't, don't yell at them over this, you know? (laughs) 
go look at those uh, speakers they've got. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. You know, and, I mean, it sucks, too, because we lost uh, during COVID. We lost some of the fun venues we used to play at, uh, most notably being Vaudeville Muse, you know, and that that sucks. I mean, uh, you hear people say positive and negative things about Vaudeville Muse one way or the other, but it's still like it's it was a place to play. It was right downtown. People showed up to the shows and it just kind of sucks because, I mean, there'd be some weeks there where we'd play. I mean, I remember playing there once, twice in a week. You know, we played like a Tuesday show and then a Saturday show or whatever. And it sucks because that's not available anymore, you know. So we're we're running out of places to play in the Des Moines area. And, uh, you know, but luckily there's new places cropping up trying to fill the holes with uh, live music, most notably probably being the the gas lamp. They're kind of starting to take on all comers. So. I am not at liberty to announce anything, but I actually have uh, some insider knowledge about uh potential new one coming soon in the few months oh that'll be cool that'll be cool uh, but uh i am again that's uh i know a lease has been signed but uh, i'm not at liberty to say anything else yeah you know that's the other thing you almost don't want to say anything because as <clears throat> as crazy as things have been there's i mean it's not just music venues that have been closing down there's other businesses that have been closing their doors because of all this so you know it kind of sucks but i guess it is once again it is the way it is so I'm just stoked to be able to play shows again, yeah. you know, uh, rock and roll shows or heavy punk or whatever you want to call us, you know, anti-social rock. I like I like that one. That was something that you called us once, so that, that's been up on most of the social medias. But, uh, yeah, uh, as far as shows coming up, John's other band, The Shit Kickers, they've got a show coming up May 22nd at the Fremont in Des Moines. Um, mm-hmm. that's one of those venues where like, if you've never been there, I recommend it. It's not like a huge venue with a giant sound system and crazy lights and stuff, but it, it's a, such a fun place. It's like one of those hole in the wall kind of places that you can go play at. Um, for the most part, it's relatively cheap drinks. Sometimes they got food there, you know, it's a nice place to hang out and kind of just enjoy yourself. And, um, that was, uh, where I actually played my first show with you guys and, that was one of the more fun experiences I remember. I remember being pretty nervous to play a show with, with Three Finger Betty. I was like, oh, I don't know. Is this going to be good or not? But uh, it actually ended up working out really, really well. So, I was good. Fremont was where I played my first show, period, with the uh, aforementioned shit kickers. Closing in on 10 years ago. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, that's the other thing when I look back at like the Betty crew, like – You've been doing that for almost 10 years now, too. Yeah, because that, that evolved out of the shit kickers. Yeah, I think that was, when I remember looking last, it was like 2013 or something like that was your first show with them. So, Yeah, if that would have been sounds about right, and that would have been in a, the, if that was the first Betty show, that was in the basement with just two of us. Yes, uh, that was the Halloween show. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're dressed up like uh, Roddy Piper at that show. Yeah, I remember my kilt. Yeah. My, my I, homemade kilt. I remember showing that video to some people, and they're like, why is a singer wearing a skirt? And I was just like, it's a kilt. It's a kilt. <laughs> <laughs> it's punk rock. Don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Halloween. What do you want? Um, uh, but, yeah, and uh, that was with J- Jeff. <laughs> Joffrey, Geoff, whatever he uh, wishes to be called. Yeah. Uh, on on the drums, who is now on the bass for Betty. Yep. But he is still the drummer for the Shit Kickers. And we uh, now that Kale, 
Mr. Kale's children are a little older and things have settled down in life. He can do uh, more. Yeah. So we thought we'd uh, roll one or two out. We're not exactly full-time active. But, uh, you know, we survived the plague. So we wanted to uh, maybe do one or two. Yeah. Jeff, wanted, Jeff likes to play drums. Yeah, I I, th- I think about that kind of stuff too. Now that now that you mention that, uh, like everyone in Three Finger Betty splits their time between multiple bands. Now, um, you're in the Shit Kickers and the Sleepover and Three Finger Betty, and Clint is in Three Finger Betty and the Sleepover, and uh, you know he plays sometimes with his brother in a band called Last in Line. They play cover tunes, mm-hmm. um, as well as uh, Clint plays in a metal band that's based out of St. Louis every now and then. Um, that's called Speed Run is still alive. Yep. So Clinton, like, you know, he's he's always been one of those guys that's in like three, four, five bands or whatever, because that's just the way of the drummer. <laughs> but uh yep. but you know, uh doing it. I uh, just did a session thing for a guy named Danny Price and the uh economic, so I guess I'm a member of the economic collapse band. Oh nice. At least for track. That's pretty cool. Uh, but stuff like that, little one off things, that's fun. Yeah, that's kind of actually what got your foot in the door for um, the sleepover, honestly, wasn't it? You did like a yeah. one-off thing for a track? Yeah, I did a, a guitar solo on uh, 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 on their last album, Why People Die, I think is the name of the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, those one-off things are actually kind of fun. That's kind of how I got involved with playing with Jesse, honestly, too, because, you know, like, let's go back down the line, uh, Joffrey or Geoff or... Um, we'll call him Jeff. Now. Yeah, it's Jeff. He's the new Jeff, but uh, new Jeff. Uh, you know, he plays drums in the Shit Kickers. Now he plays bass in Three Finger Betty. You know, and um, you know, I play guitar in Three Finger Betty as well as um, you know, I just like I guess I call it moonlighting with other people. I'm pretty much uh, an unofficial member now of the Jesse Wilson Music Clan. Um, you know, it's the two of us and whoever else decides to show up he inv- likes to invite other people with that at shows or if there's other musicians in the crowd it's just like i'm just like take the guitar off my shoulder like you're playing you know like get up here play a couple licks on this thing you know so it's uh you know it is a jam night yeah pretty much you know that's how we met each other and stuff like that and I, believe it or not i honestly when i first started playing with jesse live i, I just i had a bass guitar and an amp in my car and he's just like bring it in and so i just played like a bass on a you know a show with him one time you know and so that's uh you know it it is what it is you know we're all kind of like just busy musicians playing all sorts of different instruments doing whatever we can to add to the to the scene out there and whatever scene we're in you know and i'm i'm from up north in northern iowa and you're right there buried deep in the heart of central iowa and you know it's uh i don't know i think you'll probably agree with me though i just like playing music you know more than anything yeah I don't get to play, uh, I mean, you know, I got other commitments, and but uh, it, it's fun. It, it, I'd like to do it more, but there's not enough time in the day. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I like uh, old-timey music. You know, I haven't touched a mandolin in a long time, but I can play one. Yeah, I remember uh, one show you were playing with the shit kickers, and you picked up a was it a Mando Strat? It was a Mando uh, bird, Mando bird, like yeah. a little firebird. <laughs> yeah, and so you were playing electric electric mandolin at one of the shows there one time for one of the songs, and I was like, that's pretty cool. You know, that doesn't happen too often. Uh, 
I feel like that kind of stuff needs to happen a little bit more. Um, that's one of the benefits of going to like jam nights and things like that is you kind of don't know who's going to show up and what they're going to bring. With what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, one of the more recent jam nights I went to in Barnum, there was a guy that brought a wash tub base there. And nice. yeah, yeah. And so he had the whole like pull the stick tighter to make the string tighter to play different notes. And uh, he was an old timer and it, it worked out really well, honestly. The downside was uh, we couldn't get his internal pickup to work on the wash tub to amplify it. But when we all quieted down and stuff, you could still hear what he was doing. And it was like, that's pretty freaking neat. You know, there's not too many younger guys out there doing the wash tub bass thing. But yeah, I don't know. I Like I said, I just like playing music. I don't care who it's with. Um, I mean, I've been playing. I played uh, the show with Clint Riedel not terribly long ago. And so I played some folk music and stuff like that, too. And it's it's nice to be able to stretch my wings and, and use some of the other gear that I have, you know, because um, I've been kind of flip-flopping between a different setup with Three Finger Betty. And I've finally decided to go back to the original setup I had, you know, because I was, I was, for a while, I was running 2x12 cabinets. And I just couldn't get them to sound the way I wanted to. I like that 4x12 sound or whatever. But um you know it's it's just is what it is so uh i don't know if you have your phone my phone's in use right now otherwise i'd pull it all up and look but uh the shit kickers have that show on may 22nd do you know who else is on that show yeah uh we are playing with a band called ellison i believe that i've let me uh, get that right but uh they're more metal uh, and I've seen their name a lot recently, which I think is pretty cool. Find my events. Yeah. Um, How can I be so unprepared? Well, I I, um, I could have written it down ahead of time, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So, El- or is it Elysian or something? Yeah. E l i s i o n. I would call that Elysian. Elysian. Okay. I, uh, yeah. I, I think that's right. Um, then from the band from out of town was from Wisconsin, uh, is a punk band, I believe called the size fives. Cool. And I'm kind of excited cause this is the first I've heard of this band. Uh, Bigby Woods is a pop punk band from Des Moines. No way. Oh, cool. The world needs more so pop I'm punk. I'm kind of excited to see that. Uh, see some locals. I was like, do I know any of these people? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? that's the other thing about covid <laughs> it it like some bands collapsed and folded and other bands popped up because you know nobody has anything to do some people couldn't go to work and things like that so there's new bands have been forming and it's kind of fun to to see what's what's going to come of that you know in 2021 and beyond so i'm stoked i'm stoked to see new shows and see what's going on um that show for everybody wondering is may 22nd you can find it online at the shit kickers uh, page. I'll put a link to that down below in the description section. Um, we're, we're not exactly a, a social media band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's something else it's just too. Us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I've seen bands do the social media thing, and I've seen bands not do the social media thing, and I've seen bands do the merch thing and not do the merch thing. And I, I mean, to each their own. It is what you want to make it. And uh, I've seen bands succeed both ways, and I've seen bands fail both ways. So it's not really one it's not really something to like hold the measuring stick up to a band as to how good they're going to be because it's uh something you think like well this band only has 250 followers on facebook they're probably going to suck and then you go see them live and you're like this is awesome (laughs) you know so 
uh, those social media numbers don't necessarily mean good music, you know, because you could pump those up and fake fake them out yeah. and pay for followers or pay for likes or pay for listens on Spotify and things like that. And, you know, there, I know people that have done that, too, as well. And, and once again, to each their own, I guess it's uh, it is what it is. But how long has it been since you played a shit kicker show? It's we did the last show we played. I think was at Hall, and it might have been 2020, but it might have been 2019. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, And it was kind of the show at the time when I was uh, jumping into the sleepover and getting involved with that, where it was like, well, I'm going to do that a little more active um jeff was going to uh back to college that was right when he started doing that and, mm-hmm. you know kale uh he works full-time has two kids his wife uh, and he own a pretty cool small business called uh k-i-n ken in uh, the east village in des moines so they that'll keep you busy oh yeah in a business uh so it just was like well we'll just kind of get together less yeah we didn't break up but it was like, well, we're just not going to do this like we used to. Yeah, you said 2019. I was like, what? That can't be right. And then I was thinking, oh, yeah, the entirety of 2020 got pretty much deleted. You know, So, <laughs> so yeah, it could very well be true. It has been a while since I've I've seen you guys play. Um, you know. And Kale was very cautious during COVID, did not come out much, um, you know. Yeah, once again, when you got your own family and you're trying to run a business and do all that other stuff i don't really blame people you know to some extent it's you got to do what you think is best for you and the people around you you know um i remember listening to another iowa podcast that's based around music it's actually called the iowa music podcast believe it or not it's a good name good name uh very pertinent but that's pretty much (laughs) what they said was like if if you feel like you're okay going out to play a show go play a show but just keep in mind like you know would you be okay with getting someone else sick if you're sick? And, you know, and it's like, well, that's, I guess that's a pretty good point, you know, but exactly. I, I also think about that. I was always that way though, too, where like, if I felt sick, I wouldn't go to work cause I don't want to get someone else sick, you know? And if, if I felt sick later, you know, I'd hit people up and this is way pre COVID, you know, if I, if I got sick tomorrow and I had band practice, you know, tonight, I'd call everyone that I went to band practice with and be like, I don't feel good today. So, take your vitamins, you know, and, and hydrate up. And I hope I didn't get any of you guys sick standing in the same room. I don't care what, you know, like I said, that was all, that was all pre COVID, you know, and I, I just wish people would, you know, at least take that into the, you know, the next following years and the rest of their life with this, you know, um, especially like just, just generally speaking, you know, we're all crammed in some venues like sardines and things like that. And you can, you can miss a day of work. You can miss a day of band practice, you know, and, I also get the whole fact where, like, if you book a show and you don't feel good and it's just like, well, you probably, sh- you know, should you go to the show? Should you not go to the show? Um, you know, you already booked it. it what's, the, what's the right call? And it's like, I'm not sure. It's up to it's up to whoever's playing it, I guess. Yeah. And that, fortunately, you haven't been in that situation. That would be a tough spot right now. Like, if, a, if somebody in the band was like, you know, I'm, like, the day before is like, I'm running a fever and I'm this and this. And like, right now I'm like, you probably have to make go like, well, I guess you're staying home, bud. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do what we have to do. Yep. I guess we're going to be a three piece tonight or whatever, you know? Yeah. And 
I, 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 right now, I wouldn't say there would be. It would be irresponsible to do otherwise. Yeah. But, the last, uh, but I've also, the last thing you ever, ever want to do is not play a show you booked. Yeah, it does reflect pretty poorly, you know, if you if the whole band pulls out on a show. And I mean, you and I have played on shows where it's been like that, though, where we show up to the show, there's four bands on the bill, and it's us and one other band, and that's all that showed up, you know? Yeah. And it's like, where are the other guys? And then the promoter doesn't know that two of the bands dropped out, you know? And it's like, you know, they, they told somebody in the other band, they're like, we're not coming or whatever, and it's like... You know, if if you're gonna do that kind of stuff, at least communicate with everyone so they know what they're getting yeah. into. You know, because because like I said, we sh- we showed up to a show one time and it was supposed to be us and three other bands, and one of the bands broke up and didn't tell anyone, and the other band just didn't show up to the show. And it was like, what what is that nonsense? You could have just could have said something to somebody. You know, I know it's a little embarrassing making that call, but you could have at least said something. You know, so. Uh, yeah, I guess that just that just is what it is, you know. Um, people are people, and you know, you figure out who's who's reliable, who isn't. True, true. You know, this is not that's not a call out on anyone. It's just it happens. It does, you know. And once again, it just comes back to like a, you got to understand like bands are businesses to an extent, even if you know we're not making gazillions of dollars or anything like that, but bands are businesses. So you got to communicate with everyone and let them know, um, you know, I'm going to be here at this time on this day. And if you can't let everybody know, let, let the other bands know if there's a promoter, let the promoter know and tell them to let the other bands know, you know, so everybody's kind of in the know about what's going on in case they have to play extended sets and things like that, you know, and it's, uh, you know, I guess it's just the way it is. So, that shit kicker show is going to be a fun one, May twenty second. Once again, uh, I got links down below to the shit kickers information if you guys want to check out that show. Uh, that's down in Des Moines. Yeah, we'll have some fun surprises. We always do. Uh, yeah, the shit kickers always do some fun stuff at shows. Whether it be like you said, busting out that mando mando bird, the electric mandolin, or playing like odd cover tunes or what whatever it happens to be. Yeah. You guys have always. It seems like at there's almost every show there's something weird going on. Uh, Jeff there's singing a half a cover, and uh, well, well, I think we're gonna have a tribute to a recently deceased uh, celebrity during the show. Um, yeah, well, that, that doesn't really narrow it down. So I guess if you want to figure, if you want to figure that, that was uh, what what I, somebody said on social media, and I I, I don't want to go any further than that without consulting. I think he might drop hints getting closer to the show. There you go. So if you guys are wondering what that's all about, make sure you follow the social media for, for the shit kickers or uh, go to the show and figure out what he's talking about. I think that's kind of fun, too, just teasing that stuff out there, being like, here's a vague thing about what's going to go on, and if you really want to be in on the joke, you got to show up and figure it out are yourself. Are you interested? <laughs> <laughs> But no, it will be fun. I'll, I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you about what we're gonna do when the camera's off. All right, that sounds good. Otherwise, uh, you know, that's another one of those things is trying to set up band practices for Three Finger Betty lately has kind of been a a train wreck, I guess you could say. You know, Jeff's go- <laughs> Jeff's going back. I mean, we f- we're figuring it out, but Jeff's going back to school. I recently completed school. I've been playing in another band. I'm I uh, you know I'm. My weekends are now starting to fill up with bookings with Jesse Wilson, so I'm trying to split my time between two bands and things like that. But, you know, Clint's been traveling a little bit here because um, Kelsey's going back to school in, in a sense. I guess if anybody 
you know, wants to know Kelsey's going to wrestling school and I, you know, hats off to her. That's, yeah, that's something really cool. That's something I wish I would have done, honestly, like when I was growing up, but now I'm, well, I'm a little past my prime. Paying her to be security at our shows. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Yeah, just gonna have to slap <laughs> people in headlocks and shit. You know. <laughs> oh man, don't try and get her in a hammer lock. She'll be able to reverse that thing easy. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, uh, other than having a new bassist and such, uh, we're gonna have a new Three Finger Betty recording session coming up here, not too long. Um, I guess on the podcast we can talk about it. What's the plans for the recording session? Are we going to do singles? Are we going to release it as an EP? Are we going to do another seven-inch well, vinyl, or how are we going to do that? Basically, we're we're doing a half-hour recording session. So you know we're 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 going to prep as many songs as we can get into that half hour, and uh, hopefully, the, according going according to plan, we should be able to uh, release. EP number two, and uh, hopefully get like a, maybe get a seven incher out of it. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Um, I know some of the songs are going to be re-recordings of the the demo that got recorded, um, but there's yep. going to be some new tunes on there, and uh, definitely going to hit the uh, classic old old stuff, which was a lot of that. Frankly, would have been written with the intent of playing with the shit kickers. Mm-hmm. But it it would have, and some of those things were, but it morphed into, uh, you know, where we're at. Yeah, and I mean, that's something else about like the punk scene is like punk bands covering other punk bands stuff, and that was like one of the benefits of you being like the co-writer on a lot of those shit kickers <laughs> tunes was the fact that like in Betty we could play shit kickers tunes, and uh, mm-hmm. you know you already knew the lyrics, you know, and knew the song structures. So all we had to do was just have everyone else in, in Three Finger Betty add our spice to it, and boom, we got, you know, we're yep. covering Shit Kickers tunes. So even if the Shit Kickers don't have an album out, you can still listen to some of their tunes, um, possibly in with Three Finger Betty flavor coming up here pretty quick. So Yeah, uh, it's, it's stuff that I was mostly responsible for writing. We'll have a couple of it recorded soon. So that'll be pretty cool. I mean, that's going to be coming up at the, the end of the month. Um, were we going to do one day or two days worth of recording on that? Or was, we're just, uh, well, we're going to kind of do it gorilla style. Like we did the first one. We're going to go in and be ready and hammer them out. Yeah. Um, I guess for any, and then all, uh, at a later date, I'll go hit a vocal booth. <clears throat> oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for everyone wondering, that's, that's how we did our, our recording. I mean, there's m- many, many, many different ways to do recording. You can do it all to a metronome. You can do it not to a metronome. You can do everything one track at a time. You can, you know, let's record the drums first and then the bass and then the guitars and then the leads and then the vocals or whatever. But we wanted to keep that high energy feel that we have when we're live because that's one of the things I think about Three Finger Betty is I always try to keep it at like as high energy of a show as, as we can get. You know, I'm always moving around on stage and, and trying to ham it up as much as possible, you know. And so that's just something I feel like, how can we translate this to an album the best way we can? And we decided to do it all, you know, all in one shot, all in the same room, the live recording style that um, was made popular, you know, back in the day when they had those giant, giant recording halls that people could go into with their own ISO booths or whatever. And, uh, I think it translated really well on our last EP, on our self-titled EP. So I feel like that's going to be something that, there it is again. Once again, for everybody watching video, y'all, y'all get that lucky sneak peek. But uh, 
If you're looking for one of those, hit, hit the band camp. It's down below. Uh, there's a link down below for that. But, you know, I feel like it translated really well on that album. And, uh, no, it, that was, it sounded like us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, there's nothing wrong with tracking. Uh, the demo we did in 2016 is, well, no, we did, I, I overdubbed leads. That wasn't track. That was live too. I, but uh, there's nothing wrong with tracking. No. And I don't know. The the energy is very, very different. Very much so. I mean, when we first attempted to record the EP, that's how we did it. We did it all tracking style uh, to a metronome. And it sounded good. It sounded really tight. We could really snap everything right into place. But like you said, it felt like it zapped a little bit of the energy out of what we were doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it once- was... It was sterile. Yeah, and there's like there's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, I've I've heard plenty of really good things that were recorded to metronomes and single tracked and and duplicated or whatever, you know. But it just didn't fit for what we were trying to go for, you know. And it didn't feel like a good representation of what we were doing live. And you know, that's once again hats off to Ben Hall. Um, I guess I, or Misha of uh, that's that's the online pseudonym of of Ben, but. Uh, Speed of Sound Studios, well, one way or the other, Speed of Sound Studios in Des Moines, um, you know, it's one of my favorite, you know, recording studios down there, and that's one of those ones that just started from the ground up, and we were one of the first people to hop in there and, and do some recording um, as... He came in through a sleepover connection, because he uh, records sleepover. Yeah, and that that's, you know... Talk about him. And that's another one, you know, like uh, networking with other bands, seeing how they got things done, and... and you know, I can understand to an extent some bands wanting to keep some of their secrets close to their chest, but at the same time, like, I've also been a big fan of just, like, if somebody wants to know the information and they reached out, I'll tell it to them. I don't care, you know? That's... So, uh, if anybody's looking for some some place to record in Des Moines uh, for a very fair price, um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's 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 not cheap, but it's it's very fair no. compared to going, fair. going to, like, a, you know, like a dedicated recording place that is, like, giant and huge where they got to pay all the you know, heat and electricity and rent a building and do all the, mm-hmm. the taxes on, on buildings and things like that. So uh, it's it's very cost-effective for uh, the amount of awesomeness that's going to come out of it when it's all said and done, you know. And yeah. The we, beauty of it is speed of sound. It's just like uh, we'll give another shout-out to uh, Doug at Anytime Studios out in uh, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. The uh, he, they, he works with the each band the performer client individually it's a tailored project so what's the best way to do it and what's the most effective way to do it and it's priced to that somebody might be doing it at an hourly rate mm-hmm. somebody's gonna maybe be doing it okay you're gonna do this much for us and i'm gonna pay you this much and we're gonna do it on this day yep so i mean it just it's and that's that's i think that's smart everybody's gonna get their best result doing it a certain way yeah and i mean it's you know speed of sound they they'll work with you on like how you want to do things like like we said earlier we like we wanted to do it all you know as live feel as possible and the only thing we added in on the back end was the vocals you know Mm -hmm. and so some sound effects (laughs) yeah and so what you hear on the on the album uh every song is one take solos and all you know and that's that's the way we wanted to do it and that's how you know they got it done there you know and like uh we we did uh that one show during covid as as a live stream at um 
Anytime Studios in Omaha with Doug. And, you know, that was one of those other really cool ones where, uh, you know, Doug was nice enough where it's like, hey, if, if you'll come here and let me put this content on my page, what I will do for you is record it, do a quick mix and send it back to you and you can put the audio on your page. So there's video of us playing um, in Omaha at a studio on the Anytime Studios YouTube channel. But if you want to listen to the audio for that, we decided not to put that out as an album um, on Spotify and things like that. But it is available on Bandcamp there. And it's actually a really, really, really decent recording for just showing up in one day, setting up some mics and going to town. So uh, also on that. What's cool that? Cool thing. That was that was a, 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 one of those punk rock networking connections. You know, we met Doug when he was with the shittiest at at rest in peace at that punk rock pizza party at vaudeville muse in 2019 mm-hmm. and just talking to him after the show i thought i thought the shittiest were great oh they were I awesome and then you know friend him on facebook hey this guy's got a studio he starts doing those hit him up hey what if we came over and did this mm-hmm. yeah let's do it yeah and i mean that's something else where like if I'm online or you're online or one of us is online and we see something, we just message the whole band like, hey, I saw this. Does it sound like something anyone wants to do? Mm-hmm. So we'll kick it around and be like, hey, is, you know, if we all decide, yeah, let's go for it. We just send the message out and, and pray for the best and see what happens. You know, and that was one of those ones where we drove over there and uh, I'd say about a half an hour from Omaha, we ran into a blizzard, you know. Yep. And so, you know, go figure. Uh, but... <laughs> That was one of those fun things where, you know, we showed up there and it's just snowing like hell. I couldn't even, my car wouldn't even make it up the hill. Yeah. My car wouldn't even make it up the hill in the parking lot. So I had to like park around the corner and haul all of our stuff. But Doug came out and helped us haul all of our stuff. So, I mean, huge hats off to Anytime Studios. The hospitality there was insane. Um, they, they cooked enough food for a fucking army. Yeah. I, uh, like, I'm eating to the point where like, I can't eat anymore. And yeah. Look at all this food that is still here. Yeah. I, you know, and I, I think that's just one of the funnest things about that place. You know, Doug was trying his best to, to establish his name as a studio. And I mean, I honestly wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to going over there and recording something with him sometime, you know, oh. something more official, you know, and. Um, I know he's still doing those, those shows over there, those live stream shows. So if anybody's looking for, you know, some fun live streams to watch, or if you're looking to do a little traveling, if you're in the Iowa area, just swing on over to the Omaha area, find anytime studios online and hit them up and say, Hey, are you still doing those live streams? Cause I know I've seen a few of them and, uh, you know, he tries to do one every Saturday, believe it or not. Yeah. I think he gets one night, night most of the time. Yeah. Most weekends he's he got a band. Get a- watch a watch at least a clip or two mm-hmm. yeah and they stream live on youtube and i i know for a fact that people watch the one that we had so um i mean yeah i got messages from people who've never from omaha area that saw that first time they'd ever seen us and uh sent a kind message on instagram yeah i think one of the <laughs> so one of the fun parts about that was we you know, I always think one of the funnest things about Three Finger Betty is we, we do this high energy rock that it just like it's literally like just pu- like punching people in their face. You know, it's so high energy. And then at the end of the show, we do these like really, really mellow, trippy jams. And uh, it's almost every single show will end it with a jam uh, unless we're on like a show where the time constraints won't allow it. 
if we're in a support role. Yeah. So like, we're not going to go up there and be like, well, we filled up our 45 minutes and here's a 10 minute jam to end. The, it's like, no, we don't have time. Let's just end it and call it good or whatever. But uh, that was one of the other fun things was we got a few messages about that where people were just like, dude, I didn't know you guys could play this stuff too. And it's like, yeah, we're musicians. You know, we, <laughs> we like to play, play. music. Yeah. <laughs> we're not just playing power chords and calling it good. We can all play pretty well, you know? So um, you know, those, those jam sessions, that's a, that's another fun one. I had somebody even say like, dude, if you guys could string together an hour of those, you guys could start booking a whole bunch of different crazy stuff. But, uh, I don't know, like I, I wouldn't be opposed to starting a jam band. Festivals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those jam sessions are tons of fun though. I mean, like for anybody really wondering, I, I pulled some audio from one of those jam sessions and turned it into the audible farm, uh, intro music. So that's that's where that uh intro music comes from or the outro music whatever you're whatever you want to call it but uh in three finger betty we do have some shows coming up actually i i know we've got the may 28th show at the gas lamp that we just recently booked i don't have um i don't have on my available to me who's on that show um they're from canada uh the touring band oh yeah that's right uh, a third Teen Fridays. I will verify that momentarily. Yeah, I, th- I was pretty sure the band had thirteen in the name, but I didn't want to. Yeah. Thirteen Fridays, and then uh, Dead Presidents is listed, and us. Nice, nice, and that's uh, so, that's May twenty eighth. Alternative rock band from Oakville, Ontario, formed in two thousand nineteen. That's awesome. That's awesome. So sweet. One of the cool things about that is like, even though our social media got hacked and, and, uh, you know, the, the three finger Betty page got wrecked. Two factored. <laughs> You're now two factor authenticated. Two <laughs> uh, that's, and that's the way to go. If anybody didn't listen to the solo episode I did, I did talk about some things you can do to kind of help protect your social media account, um, on a, one of the solo episodes a few weeks back. So check that out. Um, but you know, we're still getting bookings. We're still having people hit us up. Uh, I've, I've noticed a lot of, a lot of people are starting to like the new page. There's the new link down below to the three finger Betty stuff. So if you guys are looking for the new three finger Betty page, it's down below, make sure you click the link and give us a like on Facebook, but all the other social media is still the same. The email contact is still the same. The booking information is still the same. So you can hit us up any way you like, uh, Instagram or or whatever. Um, the email as well, which is listed on the, the new Facebook page. It's still listed on the old Facebook page as well. So uh, that May 28th show at Gaslamp, once again, that was one that just got emailed in to us. And we just, you yeah. know, we did the whole band message thing. We're like, hey, can we do this? Is everybody cool? And I, you know, my schedule was free that day. And um, I guess the way I'm doing it right now is first come, first serve on bookings. Since Jesse's really, really That's- picking up bookings. So, um, that's sort of how, uh, how it goes. I just, uh, unfortunately, uh, had to, uh, tell Emery, uh, no on a date. He just asked me about early, uh, right before we started because of, uh, we're doing a show. Yeah. Our yeah. other gas lamp show, July 16th opening for the one and only rumors. Yeah. And I think, uh, some other bands. I think other brothers is on there and, there might be display one other case. band. Display case is also on there. That'll be cool. Yeah. So uh, be good. Yep. I I do know in a previous podcast somebody was just like, "Have you heard of other brothers?" And I'm like, "No, nah, I haven't seen them live." So I'm I'm actually pretty stoked to see them live, and it's gonna be cool because I'll be able to share yeah. a share a stage with them. That show is liable to be uh, rather packed. Uh, yeah, the rumors pack the house. <laughs> it doesn't uh, doesn't really matter they, where they go. 
I had a I had a fun adventure at their last Des Moines show a month or so ago at Lefties with Jason Boggs. Oh yeah, we, uh, went out to that, and there was lots of folks there. Yes, yes. Uh, I remember playing a show with them at Hull. Uh, Boggs Hole Avenue Tavern, and then that was with Three Finger Betty, and there was also I know the Shit Kickers played a show with them at at Hole, um, yeah. as well. Packed house, man. It's always a packed house with those guys. I think we even played with them once at uh, at Vaudeville. If we I'm played not with them at Vaudeville. That was when we. That was like the punk. It was Shock Treatment, the Ramones tribute. Oh yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that. Uh, you know. I, I just do have to say, like, the Rumors are one of the heavy hitters in the area. They've, you know, they've been playing around not just the Midwest, but they go on little mini tours here and there. And I think, you know, I think that's this is going to kind of help bookend one of their mini tours they're doing. So, um, you know, hats off to the Rumors for inviting us along on that to, to play with yeah. them. You know, and that's one of those I things where... With them. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of those things where they've seen us before we've played shows with them before and they know we're reputable so they're you know they hit us up again you know and it's that's one of my favorite things about that is if you can bring it other bands notice and they'll hit you up for the booking if they want you on the show and that wasn't one where we had to like try and elbow our way in and be like hey we saw you have a show coming up can we can we hop on that or whatever because that's i mean we've done that before but it's also kind of rough to try to do that you know it's kind of i I feel like kind of dicky doing that kind of stuff but yeah it's not dicky, but uh, you know, there's a there's a stage in the evolution where sometimes you gotta be like, hey, no, no, we're here, no, yeah, you know us, let us get, we give us a shot, and, yeah. And that's uh, I think we kind of did that to to Matt Mutt a couple times, getting on a couple of his punk shows to where he was like, okay, these guys are all right, yeah, and so. Uh, well, that also comes, and, and now we don't really not to toot an old horn, but now we don't really have to do that. Yeah, and that's one of those things too, where like once again, people have families and lives and other things going on, or maybe they got band practices, or they're going to a different show or whatever. But not every band can go to watch everyone else. You know, like I said with other brothers, I'm I'm from Northern Iowa. It's two hour drive one way to get to Des Moines. You know, so I don't have the opportunity to see all these Des Moines bands all the time. And sometimes the only ways I get to see them is when we're booked on a show with them. You know, and there's. There's nothing against that. I, I would definitely go to more Des Moines shows if I had the availability to do it or, or the time to do it, et cetera. But, you know, now that my weekends are starting to fill up with more bookings, splitting my time between two bands, it's uh, it just it just is what it is, you know. So I'm, I'm excited to see new bands. I always am excited to see new bands and, and share the stage with somebody new and, and see where we fit in on, on, you know, on the card with other people because... Uh, the best part about the indie music scene, the ind- I guess I want to call it indie music, but the independent artists that are playing music in Des Moines and beyond is uh, everyone's got their own spin on something, you know. Even though we share two members with the shit kickers, we're very different than the shit kickers. And even though we, you know, we sh- our three finger buddy shares two members with the Sleepover, very different band than the Sleepover, you know. So it just, uh, you know, that's one of my favorite things about it. You know, everybody throws their their spin on something and gets a little different thing going and i uh you know it just is what it is we should uh maybe we'll set something up one day we'll get something really crazy going i'm thinking back to something that happened in the 90s where a uh raucous sort of punk rock and roll band called the super suckers uh backed willie nelson oh that'd be wild (laughs) And punked up like Bloody Mary Morning and stuff like that. Because the Super Suckers will release straight country albums too, mm-hmm. like traditional country music. 
So I just it just clicked in my head live. It's like maybe we'll uh, we'll back up Jesse Wilson as a band. Oh, that'd be tons of fun. And I mean, that, that could be very interesting. And I mean, we come up there and watch you guys uh, whip it up. You got people throwing their underwear at the stage up there. Watching. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Uh, believe it or not, I mean, it's it's wild playing live music in all the different venues that I've got to play. And you know, people go nuts for all different kinds of music. You know, and that's something I'm realizing at the Jesse Wilson shows is is he'll play like hip hop songs and rap songs yeah. and new country and old country and '80s rock. I mean, we're starting to fold in like White Snake songs into this and stuff too. So like. It, it, I mean, he throws something out there for everybody. So, like, you could have people line dance into one, and then the very next song, the the dance floor is cleared, and you got like people grinding on each other, you know. And it's like that's what you that's what you want to see, you know. And if if there's kids in the audience, he'll tailor it to the kids, you know. And if there's older people, he'll tailor it to the older people, you know. He's he's starting to get really good at that. So it's kind of fun to to see all the different venues and all the different people that are showing up and what they like to hear and. You know, some people like all the music, you know, and that's kind of where I'm starting to sit at finally in my life where I'm, I'm not I'm not turning my nose up at things anymore. And I, I talked with Jesse a little bit about that, where it's like uh, I'm not the biggest country fan. But now that I've started to play more of it and hear more of it, I'm realizing that some of it's really fun to play along to. And, and I'm starting to, you know, learn who sings what songs, you know, and beforehand, I just went in there blindly and I'm just like, he's like, let's play some, you know, or whatever, George Strait. And it's just like. Okay, I don't know who that is, but like rock and like I've heard the name, but cool, you know, like you know, but then then now I'm starting to figure it out or whatever, and it's pretty fun. I I would love to stuff. I would love to mush a show together somewhere. Like uh, I can't remember. We were me and we were talking about something you and I once uh, or Three Finger Betty Camp about booking a show somewhere once, and it was just like you know we could have Jesse come in here and and split the time, you know, because his setup is pretty simple uh as far as what he needs to make a, a show happen so we like we could have the availability where like jesse opens up we play a set jesse plays like in between we play another set and then jesse closes it you know we could just bookend the whole thing around like that and uh you, you know that booking multiple different styles on one show it can be really beneficial i mean sometimes it's not but it can be really beneficial because it's there's something there for everybody yeah I like the multi-genre shows, but it's it's a it's a gamble because uh, the crowd might be there for one genre, yep, and then you piss them off when that genre is done. Yeah, uh, I've <laughs> you don't want to do that, but it's like you you think you hope people are a little more open-minded, give yeah. stuff a chance. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing about Three Finger Betty though is we bridge just enough genres where we're like we can hang with the metal guys a little bit, and then we can also hang with the rock people, and we can go into the punk genre and play with them, you know. And uh, because we bridge the gaps between all those, sometimes we go to the punk shows and it's like, ah, we're you know we fit the energy for a punk show, but there's like shreddy solos and stuff, and not all punk music has shreddy solos, you know. But because we got the metal style drums and the shreddy solos, we can fit in with the metal dudes. But like sometimes it's too amped up and high energy and run around and mosh type stuff for for the the metal guys if they want to doom it up a little bit or whatever you know and the serious yeah the serious musicians no. yeah i don't know or, or we're not wearing enough black for the show or whatever it happens to be or you know <laughs> uh you know just that's a nice inside joke but like i don't know it's just i i don't know <laughs> i do like the the multi-genre shows i really do and i do feel the the pain sometimes where you're just kind of like Oh, this is uh, this is this music was not made for me. I guess would be the nicest way to say it, you know. And, yeah. And uh, that happens. And once again, I've I've learned as I 
play music live and go to more shows to not turn my nose up at that you know um it's i used to just be like well i'm going in the parking lot you know but i'll stick around for shows and enjoy them though too because i i've learned that like when people make music that's not for me it's kind of fun to be like oh that's something i would have never thought of you know and uh you can always watch different bands and kind of incorporate something they're doing live into whatever you're doing so um you just pick your favorite stuff and incorporate it into whatever you feel like you need to do live and yeah, I don't know. There's like I said, the multi-genre shows are fun. I'm glad to see shows are starting to book back up again, and uh, people are showing up, man. People are starting to show up. Yeah, I think there's going to be some good crowds. Um, they haven't announced the band list, so I won't uh, name the event. But we get to go back to Omaha here in a few months. Nice. Oh yeah, that's going to be fun. That's right. That's right. I'll have to double check that date and make sure it's in my calendar. Um, I forgot to put yeah. that one on my calendar, so. I'll have to put that one in there. I'm going to write a note for myself so I remember. Yep. Splitting my time between bands. Now i got to really have to... That, really have That'll to... be July 17th, I believe. But uh, that's all I'll say. All right. Whoop, Omaha show. Boom, i got to put that in my calendar. But yeah, I mean, that's that's something else I'm learning too is like, uh, you know, how, what's the best way to go about splitting my time between bands? And that's, like I said, that's something you've had some experience with because you've got multiple bands. And I mean, we've had bookings where people hit up Three Finger Betty and it's like, hey, can you play this show? And you're like, sorry, I'm, I'm shit kicking that day, you know, or I'm, I'm doing the sleepover thing or whatever. And it's like, we can't. And it's, it's unfortunate. I hate turning down shows. Well, well, what's fun is, uh, and this isn't, this is by no means a complaint, but usually I field ninety percent of the booking inquiries for Three Finger Betty. So I'm like, at one point uh, before COVID, I was like, okay, somebody wants us to play a show like this. Is Clint playing in any of his eight bands on this day? <laughs> yeah. Is the shit? Are the shit kickers doing anything? Are you doing anything this day? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I've checked. 20 different things we're good <laughs> yeah and hats off yeah. to you for doing that too um, <laughs> i'm exaggerating but it, it, it's gonna I, it might get to that point especially with jesse it's like okay this is a really good offer but ah shit i i might have something and then you throw families and everything else into that mm-hmm. vacations and <laughs> dude you've been Dead really job. good at that honestly um that's it's something fun. That's something I do have to give a hats off to you for is uh, you're really good at communicating with people and talking to people in the bands. And in Three Finger Betty, we hold no quarter. We're always pretty open and honest with each other whether or not we want to do shows or can do shows or or things like that. So, uh, yeah, like I said, hats off to you because when you said Clint's in eight bands, at one point in time, that wasn't much of a a stretch, you know, Three Finger Betty. Yeah, I mean, it's like Three Finger Betty, Sleepover, Speed Run. He was in Unity. He was in Dark Mirror. He was playing shows with Thorhammer out of St. Louis. Uh, Last in Line was was his brother's cover band. He was doing shows with uh, the... Uh, he was like three shows with this, the Silverbacks. The Silverbacks for a yeah, while because they were in between backs. drummers. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that's eight right there. It might be seven, but still, like, yeah, he's, he's a busy guy doing a lot of shows and things like that. So, um, I think he's been doing some session stuff for somebody cool i don't know you know i mean uh, here and there that's just the way it is i guess i guess let's put it this way if you're looking for an awesome drummer that want that you want to have do some session work or recording on an album and you don't have a drummer hit up clint uh or drummer and three finger betty he's probably one of the best i would i would always just say he's one of the best in in the state at playing you know rock punk and metal so um i mean there are definitely other drummers that are very very good but um there's a reason he's in eight bands <laughs> yeah 
So uh, I guess we're getting close to an hour here, but uh, let's just reiterate stuff. Shit Kickers got a show coming out May 22nd. Uh, find the Shit Kickers links down below. Three Finger Betty's got uh, shows booked for May 28th and July 16th. Both of those are at the Gas Lamp in Des Moines. And uh, there's Three Finger Betty links are down below, including the new Facebook link. Uh, we also have the Omaha show that uh, will be announced pretty soon, and that uh, we'll just say go follow the page to to learn more info on that. Uh, mm. Once again, um, the Facebook page got hacked, and uh, it is no longer in our control. And uh, I have went down about a billion different avenues to try to get that thing fixed. Facebook is so many so many reports you can send. Yeah, Facebook is like nearly impossible to get a hold of. And the worst part about that was like. Uh, you know, we we tried to report the old page and say that it was, you know, not us anymore. And I've I've sent out so many emails and phone calls and left mes- voicemails and messages and and contacted anyone and everyone I could possibly think about contacting to try to get that old page back. And it's not easy uh, to get a hold of Facebook and go through those avenues because nobody wants to hit you back up because they're just like, Oh, they only got like a thousand likes. It's not a big deal or whatever. And it sucks, but it's just the way it is. So uh, one of the worst things that was was uh, whoever hacked the page and took it over try, tried to say that they own Three Finger Betty's you know, intellectual properties and tried to shut our new page down. And it's like, what the hell? You know, you just can't win. So if we end up, you know, I've been posting more on the Instagram page instead of the Facebook page, but there is still stuff being posted on the Facebook page. So check that out. Otherwise, check out the Instagram account. Yeah. For three finger buddy, Man, look for our new page. The, the only thing uh, at this point, I'm kind of, I'm, like, I'm like in the back of my head. I'm like, who's hit us up on the old page? And like, well, screw these guys, they don't respond. Yeah, and that's no, the... no, it's not. It got hijacked. Yeah, and that's look, the worst. Look for it. Look for the new one. Yeah. So if anybody's you know trying to contact us, hit up the new page or just send us an email. That's that was what if you go to the Facebook page, new or old and and you're looking for email contact, that's how it's listed. That, uh yeah. book, booking information is contact us that, via email. That's two factored. Yes. Uh so our new page is we're all as secure as we can be now, two factor authenticated and and passwords been changed and everything. So our new page should be there for for a while unless somebody else hacks into things but I have also noticed there's been like a recent influx of Facebook, you know, page hacks and, and things like that going on. So uh, if you want to know more information about that, check out the solo episode I did a couple weeks ago to, to learn how to keep yourself secure. But uh, also in the Betty camp, we got that recording coming up, and that's going to be pretty cool. I uh, can't wait to get some more stuff, you know, coming down the pipeline on that. I know we're recording here probably at the end of the month, but the, uh, you know, as far as how long it's going to take to get mixed and mastered and who's going to do all that, and then how long is it going to take to get physical copies, et cetera, et cetera, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, might take a while, but uh, you know maybe it should by th- go a little quicker this time now that we know more what we're doing and we're not doing it in the middle of uh, a plague. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully you know prices haven't spiked too much because you know COVID has kind of wrecked the pricing on everything. Thank God vinyls aren't printed on lumber. You know, <laughs> oh, lumber prices are insane right now. Um, Sorry for anybody building a deck. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Jeff, our old bassist, sent me a message. He's like, I think lumber prices hit the guitar market because now guitars are going up in price. And it's like, well, the instrument market has actually gone up quite a bit, honestly, lately. But I was just like, yeah, if, if you sell your sell any instruments, I'd sell them for like, you know, some cryptocurrency at this point in time. <laughs> oh, 
Oh man, so uh, I should have bought that Bitcoin fifteen years ago. Yeah, um, I mean, I I did a little bit of that, a little dabbling around with some of that a while back, and you know, and I'm not. Everyone always says I, my only regret is I wished I would have bought more because it's not like I can retire or anything. But uh, you know, I I did make a little bit of money on some of that. Woohoo! But you know, whatever. I just. You, you can never guess what you can never outguess what's going to happen or anything like that. But uh, you know that's that just is what it is, and that has really nothing to do with what we're talking about. But I guess uh, <laughs> uh, you know it is nice to see that shows are coming back and people are being positive about it. Um, you know, for a yeah. while there, you and I both know there was like uh, you know a little bit of turmoil going on with people playing shows, and I mean there were some shows damn near being like picketed for happening. You know, people were damn near just being like shame every one of these people as much as possible for playing a show. And it's like, I guess if you don't want to do a show, don't do a show, but also don't, don't try and drag everyone else down. You know, um, there's no, no, nothing. There's no point from any side for doing that. No, not much positive can come out of it. You know, you're yeah. just, you're just gonna, you're going to upset somebody. And that's something else where like, if you're running a business, uh, in any capacity, it's, I would say stay as far away from picking a side as possible. Cause if you're going to pick one side, you're going to alienate the other, you know? And, yep. uh, that's just the way it is. And that's one reason in three finger Betty, we take pot shots at both sides. <laughs> yeah. You can interpret the lyrics however you wish. <laughs> oh yeah. That's the other fun thing. Some people will read a, read a song title and then just be like, I can't believe you guys dirk a dirk a dirk. And it's like, well, you obviously didn't listen to anything or read the lyrics cause it's, it's the opposite of what you think or whatever, you know? So well, that's part of the fun in the world of America. Yeah, uh, like you said once, it's like boom, got him. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> they fell for it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right, right into the trap. <laughs> oh man! So check out all the social medias. Uh, if you guys are looking for somewhere to record, maybe check out the places we mentioned before in the podcast for places to record. And uh, you know, I know I gotta let you go here before too long because you gotta prep yourself and get ready for work, and then we gotta Yeehaw. all meet up here later tonight for a band practice. Um, as as of the day we're recording this, so I do have to say thanks for taking time out of your day to sit down and talk with me because uh, uh, you thanks know it's it's not for always indulging me. Yeah, no problem, man. It's not always easy to get together, and uh, no. um, so that's why we're doing this one over Skype, even though we're going to meet up later in the day. We just won't have the time later in the day to sit down and talk uh, as much as now. So, um, Is there anything else you want to talk about that I did not mention? Because I brought up the shows, I brought up the new recording, and uh, the new Facebook page, which is in the links down below, so check that yeah. out. Uh, just, no, I'm, nothing's coming to mind. Just always good to talk and see see how uh, it, it's nice because it seems like and some of this is because things are opening back up. But I, I it, there's like a good vibe in in the music scene overall that people are like, okay, this is this didn't die. We don't we can we get to actually go see bands in person. <laughs> you know, yeah, that last sleepover show was just at Gaslamp was amazing. The the energy in there. And the people are, I heard a guy when I was playing, uh, like the second song, some guy's like, I can't believe it. Live fucking music. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> he was so happy. He did. I don't, he'd never seen us before. He, it, you could have gone up there with, with a toy trumpet and that guy would have been happy that somebody was playing music. <laughs> you know, that's the truth. And, that's the truth. And I think some bands are, are going to, uh, move up a little bit because there's 
They've been sitting around. I know some people, some of our friends, they haven't been playing, but they've been recording. Yeah, yeah. Um, people are getting ready to start, come back out, and everybody's going to have new tunes. Mm-hmm. They've been writing, and uh, I think people are going to actually appreciate it just a little more, and hopefully that isn't a temporary thing. Yeah, no kidding. It's off in six months. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. That would that would totally suck. But even if it does fizzle off, you know, at least we'll have the availability to to be part of the, the resurgence and the coming back of live music. Because, uh, like you said, some people didn't play almost any shows over the last year and a half, you know, and, and instead they recorded stuff. So if you uh, want to check it out, you know, maybe the bands have new new music and new material. I mean, we've got three, four, five new songs coming out. So Yeah. Um, got some... Hopefully, uh, have those, uh, should at least play one of them by those July shows. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, come check us out live or if your favorite band has a show uh, and you feel comfortable going out and checking it out, go check them out. I bet they got new tunes coming out. So that goes for Des Moines area and across the state everywhere. So, um, you know, like I said, I've been talking to a lot of people on the podcast here lately and a lot of people just said they've been spending time writing new music and that's that's what you got to do. It's what you got to do. So, uh. I mean, that even, never stops. Yeah, even Jesse's got a track that's coming out here at the end of the month. So, uh, <coughs> I mean, actually, I think it's coming out. Let's see here. As of the day I'm recording this, I know when's the podcast. I think it might come out tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. So check that out, I guess, on Jesse's page if you guys are looking for any of the the country style stuff. So, dude, it's great to talk to you once again. I gotta let you go here so you can prep for the rest of your day, so we can make it to practice tonight on time and everything. So, uh, thank you very much for sitting down talking with me over Skype and stuff. I appreciate it, man. Yep. This is uh this is what it must be like to work in an office now. Yeah, oh my gosh. I've been doing job interviews and things like that like this over for a while too. So yeah, at least you don't have to wear pants. I mean yeah. <laughs> Uh well, you know, um yeah. You just you throw a business shirt on over top of your yeah. concert shirt and you're just like, Yeah, I'm I'm businessman now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna stand up. I'm gonna let everybody wonder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh stay on the line. I'm gonna end the recording, but thanks, man. All right. Oh, baby. It's good to sit down and talk with my buddy John Waugh. If you guys are looking for any of those shows or information about the upcoming shows we've got going on uh, with Three Finger Betty or the Shit Kickers, check them out down below. I've got links down below to the pages and social medias and such for both of those, as well as the Sleepover, which John Waugh also plays in. So that's where all the information is going to be. It's going to be down below, so click that up and uh, swing out to a show sometime if you feel comfortable coming out to a show. And uh, if not, then I guess just stay at home and enjoy yourself at home. Uh, There is stuff to be listened to as well. If you're just sitting at home, you can listen to the Three Finger Betty EP that we recorded last year. And there is even some uh, sleepover material available online as well. So check out their social medias for more information about those items. I do all have also have to say there are some other things going on down below in the description section you can click on the patreon page for audible farm in the patreon page you can watch video versions of the podcast video versions there will be available uh it's a dollar a month that's twelve dollars a year i mean that's all it costs it's less than netflix costs pretty much for one month so if you guys are looking to monetarily support the podcast you can do it that way or you can check out the audible farm shop there's t-shirts there's hoodies there's a few hoodies left not many but there's a few hoodies left there's also stickers i uh i have not quite up yet updated the stickers i do have uh, some pretty awesome bumper stickers uh so if you guys are looking for decals and things like that check them out 
uh, at the shop there. That's where they're going to be available. Also, if you guys do not want to monetarily support the podcast, that's totally fine. Just give us a like, give us a subscribe, leave us a review, five stars, you know, just let us know what you think. Comment on uh, something and let us know that you listened to the episode and and what you thought of it. That'll go a long ways. Or just share the episodes with your friends, you know, or uh, if you find something you like, let us know and uh, we'll try to keep doing the things you like and we'll try to pass on the things you don't like and that's pretty much all there is to it with the podcast here we're just trying our best to support the the scene around us uh i guess maybe around me myself i it's not just about the people i play guitar with though it is also about you know everyone else in the scene i've interviewed a lot of people that i've i've seen live or people that have sent me messages and shown me some of their work and i said hey this is pretty cool let's talk about the stuff you have going on because i'm trying my best to branch out across the state while keeping it semi-local to myself but there's people all over the state making awesome music so if you guys are looking for other musicians across the state if you're looking to network maybe just scroll back through the episodes and find some of the older episodes with some of the people i've interviewed and uh, check them out check out their music check out their information their socials everything and uh you know if if Give them a like, too. Don't just give the Audible Farm page a like. If you like somebody else's stuff, give them a like. Let them know, you. hey, I heard your stuff on Audible Farm. I checked out your material. It's pretty awesome. I really appreciate it. I do also have to say uh, a big shout-out to Schwinky Artistry. She came out and took some pictures of me and Jesse while we were playing some guitar last week. So uh, hats off to her. I really appreciate all the work she's done. So uh, we're going to be probably uploading some pictures here in the in the near future. If you guys are looking for photos to be taken at a show uh, around the northern Iowa area, hit her up. She might come out to your show and take some pictures if you pitch her a couple bucks. Uh, she's got rates that I'm sure she will uh, let you know about if you guys are looking to do something like that. And uh, otherwise, if you guys are looking for some you know, social media logos or some uh, edits to be done to photos and things like that, hit her up. She'll do that for you too. Once again, uh, you got to support everyone, all sorts of artists and musicians. Uh, Money is money is the way to do it. It's uh, not the only way to support somebody, but you got to pay people for their work, you know. So hit her up if you're looking for some of that stuff. I figured I'd give her a nice little plug on here for that because she did a lot of work for us recently, and uh, she's still doing a lot of work behind the scenes for us and things like that. Um, so hats off to her for doing doing some of that stuff for us. I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much, Mackenzie at Schwinky Artistry. And that will do it for this week. I'm working on finding some new guests. I did recently do another guitar remodel, and uh, there's going to be a video for that coming out here in the next couple weeks. And uh, So keep your eyes peeled for that on the Audible Farm YouTube channel. Uh, One of the fun things about that, um, well, you know what, I I think I'm going to sit down and talk to uh, the person that that ended up getting that guitar, and we'll we'll see what we got going on with that, because there's going to be some fun stuff there. So I do have one episode kind of planned out in the near future, uh, sort of, to try to talk to somebody about that. I'll just kind of leave it as a cliffhanger for now. So keep your eyes peeled in the upcoming weeks for more episodes from a lot of your favorite musicians from around the state. I do appreciate you guys listening each and every week. Check out audiblefarm.com if you're looking for all the links for everything. Um, I may end up redesigning that website yet. I keep talking about it and teasing it, but uh, I have had some people send me some prototypes of some websites they've designed in their off time just for fun, and uh, some of them look pretty sweet. So I might end up going that route. We'll see. Just keep your eyes peeled. Thank you guys very much for listening each and every week. I'll check you next week. Peace. Peace.